together. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? See that? But only one hmm, receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may what? Win. Verse 25. Everyone, this is what I'm going to focus in on today, who competes in the game exercises what? Self-control in what? In what things? In all things. In what? In all things. They then do it to receive a what? Perishable wreath. But we, an imperishable. I want to talk about this morning, the winner's circle. Running to win, part two. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. So much for your grace and mercy. Thank you for allowing us to be here one more time. We ask now that you'd use me for your glory. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. God, I ask that you'd bless the preaching of your word. Stand in my body. Think with my mind. Speak with my voice. Cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. And Lord, bless the hearts of your people, Lord. Prepare their hearts now. To receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Now, now I want y'all to do me a favor this year, okay? I need some amens and some hallelujahs and some shouts. Amen. Because y'all got to help me preach these messages. Amen. Amen. Don't let the devil silence you. Amen. I need some what? I need some amen, some hallelujahs, some high fives. Some preach past the preach. I need all that this year. Amen. It's a new year and we're in the winner's circle. And here's what I found out about when, when your team is winning. What do you do when your team is winning? Come on, somebody. You say, keep it going. When your favorite player is playing, what do you do? You tell your player what? Keep it going. Amen. So we're going to be not just we're going to be better together, but we're going to be excited together. Amen. We're going to move for excitement this year. Amen. In, in, the, in this race of life, and, and as I spoke to you on New Year's night about being in this winner's circle, about running to win, the one thing about uh, winning is you have to have a certain mentality. You have to have a winner's mentality. I don't know if any of you have played sports before or any of you who have competed before or, you know, but the goal, if you really think about it in life, is to win. Am I right about it? Many of us set out to win. You remember playing your first game or competing in something for the first time and you came in last or you came in second? Amen. Amen. It wasn't a good feeling, in it? And oftentimes in life, that's how it is. Often in life, we accept second as our best. Or we accept, amen, where we are and say it's final for us. But I thank God that I've learned throughout my Christian journey that I don't have to accept my life. I have to get in and do something about my life. Amen. I don't know about you today, but... I made up in my mind that I want to run in the winner's circle. How many want to run in the winner's circle? 
I want to run in such a way where Paul says we ought to run in such a way that we might win. That means that we have to change some things about our lives. We have to change the way we think. We have to change the people we hang around with. You can't hang. I was watching uh, the Tanya Harden story. Amen. And, and, and in that story, it showed that she was winning when she was not with her husband. Amen. But from the moment they got back together, she started drinking, partying, and living in such a way she wanted to win. But the people that she put herself around, come on somebody, hindered her from winning. I want to tell you today, I, I want to run to win. Tell your neighbor, I want to run to win. I, I, I want to be in that winner's circle. I want to raise my hand in the end, and I want to say that I fought the good fight. I want to be like Paul. I, he said, I fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. I've, amen, I've finished my course. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, amen, the devil wants to take you off course. The enemy wants to distract you. The enemy wants you to live in second place this year. But you have to have a made up mind. I, I want to tell you, you have to have a made up mind that I'm not coming in second this year. I'm not coming in last this year. But I am going to run in such a way where I am going to win. Do I have anybody? Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, he writes to this jacked up church. Amen. This church was real messed up. There was all kinds of things going on in this Corinthian church. These were Christians. There was jealousy. There was incest. There was all kinds of sin going on in the church. But here's the thing. They were one of the most mature churches there were. Amen. As, as a mature church, they had spiritual gifts. They knew how to pray. They had seen the manifestation and the power of God. But yet... Amen. They had gotten so caught up in contemporary society that they started to forget who they were. I want to say something to you. You can start sometimes start gauging your life against the world. And you can start looking at your life against the world and start saying, I'm doing it. But I want to tell you something. If it's, if it's not biblical, then you're not doing it. Amen. Paul is writing to this church, and in chapter 9, chapter 8, he was talking to them, amen, about their liberty. He was sharing with them that as believers, we're not bound to legalism, we're bound, we're free. We're free from legalism, and we have liberties. We can do certain things as a believer. Listen, you don't have to live, amen, a boring Christian life. Amen. Tell your neighbor, we can have fun in this life. Amen. Paul in chapter 8 said, listen, I, I got some stuff I can do, but I'm not going to take my liberty and cause somebody else to fall. See, sometimes, and I'm not talking about running in such a way where you step over people to win. I'm talking about being sensitive to what's going on around you. Amen. So that you can understand that God has a definite plan for your life. And that plan includes that you run according to the rules. In chapter 8, he talks about, amen, that uh, if you are causing someone to stumble, 
because of how you live. He says God will hold you accountable for that. In chapter 9 now, he talks about the use of his liberty. And he goes on and he talks about that Paul had one goal in mind. And that goal was to win people to Christ. Now, I don't know what race you're running. Amen. But I hope that with your life, that somebody else can come to know Jesus because of you. Do I have anybody? In chapter 9, he talks about using his liberty. And if you look at verse 22, he says, To the weak, I become, I became weak, that I might what? Win the weak. Watch what Paul says. He says, I have become all things to all men, so that I, might, I may by all means save some. Now, Paul was living for a different purpose than you and I. I don't know what your goal is in life, but you and I need something bigger to live for. Paul says, I'm living and I'm becoming, I'm transforming myself. I am disciplining myself. Watch this. I'm denying myself. I am becoming someone else so that I can bring someone else, come on somebody, to Christ. The greatest gift that you can offer to someone, you'll hear me say it all the time, is Jesus. But how can they come to Christ if they don't see Christ in you? Paul says, I, to the weak, I became weak. In other words, he was willing to give up the creature comforts so that he can win. Can I ask you a question? What are you willing to give up this year so you can win? What are you willing to give up, amen, so that you can become all things to all men so that you may win some to Jesus Christ? Is it a difficult child? Is it a difficult marriage? Is it a difficult boss? Is it a difficult job? What are you willing to do rather than blaming everybody else, come on somebody, for what's going on in your life? You and I ought to say, you know what? Maybe I need to reevaluate how I'm living before unbelievers. Paul says in verse 23, he says, I do all things for what? The sake of the gospel, so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Verse 24, do you not know that those who run in a race? Now, what Paul is doing now, He's using the Olympic Games as an illustration. All through the Bible, you find that when Paul writes about endurance, he uses the illustration of an athlete. And I don't know about you. You know, some of us are not real athletic, right? We're, we're mediocre or we're, you know, some of you are real cool. You know, some of you were, were stars on the track or whatever you did, right? But then age got up on you. <laughs> Amen. But it does not mean... That just because you don't have the physical ability, I'm talking to you, it does not mean that you can't have the mental capacity or the mental ability to win in life. Let me tell you about the race of life. It can be hard sometimes. It can be tough sometimes. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you don't even know 
where that junk came from. You don't know where that mess just showed up in your life. But as an athlete in the mind, as a winner in the mind, you have to have the ability, come on somebody, to navigate, to readjust, to watch this, to change your plan so that you don't fall apart. Come on somebody, you stand up. And what do you do? You face life's issues. You face the ups and downs, the in-betweens. You don't give up. Amen. Listen, let me tell you something. You'll never win an argument, so you might as well not argue. Amen. But what you can do is look at things from God's perspective and you'll find out, amen, that with a winner's mentality, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult it may be, that you can overcome anything that the devil throws at you. I wish I had a few people in here this morning that could testify that it was hard, but yet I made it. Come on, somebody. It was tough last year, but yet I made it. Amen. But this year, I made up in my mind. Tell your neighbor, I made up in my mind that I'm going to run to win. I want to be in the winner's circle. And I believe that Paul, as he looked at all of, he was in the arena. Corinth was one of the biggest places for all the Olympic games. And as he looked at the, at the arena, he, he was thinking about an athlete. Think about Michael Jordan for a minute. Think about Steph Curry. Th think about LeBron James. Let's think about, amen. Think about the athletes that stand up above. Come on, somebody. Their name. Now, there are other players on the team. Am I right? But can, he, can you name them all for me? You can't name them all, right? Why can't you name them all? Right? Huh? Because they're not in the what circle? They're just riding along. Now, you could be a ride along if you want. Come on, somebody. But I don't want to be a ride along. You know what I want to be? I want to be a star. Touch your neighbor and say, I want to be a star. Now, listen, you can say whatever you want to say. Pastor, what you talking about? I want to be a what? A star. Touch your neighbor and say, I want to be a star. I want to be as bright as that star was when it appeared to the wise men and said, look, follow me and you come to Jesus. But I want to shine for the right reasons. I don't want to shine for my glory, but I want to shine for his glory. Because every time I win, guess what? We all win. You see, that's the thing about having a star on the team. Because when the star shines, come on somebody, the whole team, what, shines. But here's the thing, the game cannot be won with just one person. You need a team behind you. Come on somebody, that's why I say we're better together. Why are we better together? Because here's the thing, we all have the same goal in mind, we want to win. But in 2018, saints, you have to run like a winner. You have to live like a winner. You have to give up mediocre. Come on, somebody. You have to give up mundane. You have to give up ordinary. And it's time to change to go to what I call next level thinking. Listen, listen. You have to think like a winner 
You have to possess the mental capacity of a winner in order for you to win. Are y'all with me? Paul says to the Corinthian church, listen, I, I, I become weak so I can win some. I, I, I don't like to back up, but let's back up one second right quick. Let me show you what else he said. Look at verse 19. He says, for though I'm free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all so that I might what? See what Paul's motive was? May I say this to you? If you're going to run to win, you got to have the right motive. Write that down somewhere. You got to have the right, why are you running? What's my motive? Do I want to win so I can look good? Or do I want to win so I can make everybody else around me look good? Or I can make the team look good? This could work anywhere. This could fit in a whole lot of different contexts. Are y'all with me? And so here's the thing. If you're going to possess this mentality this year of a winner, you have to have the right motives for running. Paul says, listen, here's the deal. I'm free, but I became a slave. Here's the other thing you got to be able to do. You have to be able to bring yourself down to different levels. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it one more time. Not to stay there, but watch this, but to bring somebody else with you. You have to be able to be versatile, flexible. Write it down somewhere. Watch this. Approachable. Come on, somebody. Watch this. Ready for this word? Tell your neighbor, accessible. A winner is always accessible, watch this, to his team, watch this, to his coach. And if God can't access you, if you're always busy, come on somebody, if you have no time for God, if you have no time for his work, then how can God make you a winner if you're not accessible or available? Are y'all following me? Listen, winning requires something. When I was watching that Tanya Harden story, I, I, it, her, her mom started her off skating when she was four and a half. At four and a half years old, she went out there with the 15-year-olds, and guess what her mom said? The, the coach said, oh, no, she's too young. She said, no, she can skate. <laughs> and guess what? She put her out there with the 15-year-olds, and in two months, she started winning. At four and a half. Are y'all following me? Is anything too hard? No. But if you don't try, then how can you what? Come on, somebody. How can you what? How can you win? Watch the text. Paul said, listen, uh, verse 20, to the Jews I became a what? Jew. So that I might what? See, you and I must have the ability to be flexible. To be able to put ourselves in situations where we can identify with everybody. Listen, you don't win to become prideful. Come on, somebody. You win so that, listen, we are doing, we are winning for a different reason. Watch the text. He says, to the Jews I became a Jew so that I might win the Jews. To those who are under law, as what? Under the law. So that not being by myself under the law, so that I might what? Win those who? Right, to those who are without the law as what? Without the law, though not being without the law of God, but under the law, right? Of Christ, so that I might win those who are without the what? The law. 
What Paul is saying is that, listen, I'm becoming all, I'm transforming myself. I'm putting myself in situations, watch this, so I can learn what life is like on all these different what? Levels. See, winning does not mean you become prideful. See, a winner's mentality, listen, if in the winner's circle, pride is not one of the characteristics that puts you there. See, it's about humility. And if God can trust you on that level, what makes you think he won't elevate you a little higher? So let's look at it. I got four things I want to give you. Look at, look at verse 25. Verse 25, he says, everyone does what? Who competes. See, there's one thing to run. Right? There's one thing. You know what? Let me say this. A lot of us talk about what we want to do. You ever, you ever been in that phase in your life where you just talk? Well, see, next year I'm going to do such, such, such. Next year I'm going to do this. So I, I'm fixing to do this. <laughs> you know, that's Ebonics, right? I'm fixing to do this. I'm, I'm finning to do that. And, you know, I'm about to do this, right? I, I'm, I'm going to do it. Watch this. But you failure to launch, you never do it. See, if you're going to be a winner, he says, everyone, what does the text say? Everyone who what? So let me ask you, here's, here's the first thing you have to decide today, right now. Are you going to compete this year or are you going to stay on the sideline? Right now. Right down somewhere. Are you going to compete? Or are you going to be a, are you going to be a spectator? Oh, boy, it got quiet. What happened? I asked for next level shout, and I ain't getting nothing. Listen. Are you going to what? Ask your neighbor. 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 Are you going to compete this year? So if you're going to compete this year, Right? Listen, listen, this is not something you got to get in shape for physically. This is something you got to get shaped for mentally. Right? It begins there. So watch this. I'm going to run to win. So the first thing, watch this. Now let me tell you what the word compete means. The word compete means to fight. That's what it literally means. It means to what? To fight. It means to have the faith to persevere amid temptation and trials. So he, so, so I'm asking the question, are you going to compete this year or are you just going to accept your life? Are you going to get in the race or are you going to compete? If you are, here's the first point. This point's for you. You have to do what? What do you have to do? You have to work harder. When folks sleep, you got to be up training. When things are falling apart, you got to work harder. When you fall down, you got to get back up, touch your name and say, I got to work harder. If you're going to compete, if you're going to be in the winner's circle, listen, when everybody goes home, you still got to be on the court shooting. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I know about this. 
because I live this. When everybody's asleep, I'm up. When I first got saved and folk would tell, oh, you don't need to read. You don't need to do that. You Listen, I was up late at night reading the scriptures, studying, 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 studying. And then they wonder, how did he achieve so much in a short period of time? You know why? I worked harder. I was up at five and I'll go to bed at two. Amen. In the morning, I was willing to work. You know what the problem with us is? We don't like to work. Touch your name and say, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to work. How many are you ready to work? How many are you ready to work? Listen, listen to this. It is strict training. That's what it is. Strict training. Like that of an athlete, watch this, who strove for supremacy on the field. Saints, it's time to win in this life. You are in the winner's circle through salvation. But if you don't get up and work, listen, when, when, listen you, know what, you know what encourages me? When I come to Fit 365 and I see the people working, they, they, they don't see it yet, but here's what, they believe it. And they come in here every week, every week for four days for one hour and they work as if they already got it. And I want to say this to you this morning. You can't win this year if you're not willing to work hard. You got to work harder than who? Than who? So watch this. So when I see this person working, that's my goal. I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, I got to work harder. Then who? Then everyone else because that's how winners win. Paul says everyone who competes has this characteristic that I'm going to do what? That I'm going to work harder than who? Than everyone else. I'm not, watch this, I'm not comparing myself, but I'm going to work harder than everyone what? Else. I'm not going to accept my life. I'm going to do something about my life. And when I'm ready to give up, Amen. I'm going to say, you know what? Hard work. Touch your neighbor and say, hard work pays off. Tell your neighbor you're not doing it in vain. Tell him weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. That just when I'm ready to give up, listen, just when I'm ready to throw in the towel, Paul says, if I'm going to get in this thing, I got to compete, but there's a way I have to compete. I got to run like I'm winning, but I got to compete, watch this, like one who works hard. Listen, don't, accept, don't expect great if you're not willing to work. Oh, come on, come on, somebody. A lot of us, you know what we do, y'all? We do enough. We do just enough. Listen, listen, we're talking about next level here, y'all. You have to do more. You have to work harder than everyone else. You're not competing with everybody else. You're competing against yourself. And you're saying, God, I'm going to run. I want to run to win. I, I want to be in this winner's circle, but I got to work hard. Tell you never, it ain't going to come easy. Got to work hard. Amen. Some of you want it. You know what? Some of us want it. You know what we want? We want a rich husband. Mm-hmm. 
So you ain't got to work for it. Come on, somebody. You want a rich, rich wife? You want a better job without doing anything? You want a promotion without doing anything? You want to live this luxurious life? Watch this. This fairy tale life that's, that's found in Hollywood. Watch this. Without any work. Oh, Lord. Yes. Ooh, you got to work. Tell your neighbor, you got to work hard. Tell your neighbor, I got this far by work. Come on, tell your neighbor, I've been working a little while. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, I've been building on this thing. Amen. And isn't it something? You got folk that show up, and guess what? They want what you have, but they don't understand how hard you work to get there. And don't you let nobody break down what you've been working for. Hallelujah. I done worked so hard to get here. Now you talking about what you want? Oh, don't let me get started on that. Look what he said. Look what he said. Everyone who competes where? In the games, watch what they do. They exercise. Watch this. Self-control. Here's the key to this verse. Look at the verse. In what things? Self-control in what things? In all things. In what things? In all things. I don't think you hear it. See, what we try to do is we try to take our spiritual life and put it here. And then we put our physical life right here. And then when we get in our car, right, we right here. And then when we get home, we right there. Listen, and we have these double, triple lives. Paul says, the one who competes, that's only if you're competing, he exercises, watch this, this word exercise, it literally means, watch this, to be a sound mind, to be sober, to possess the power of self-control. Watch this, the next point. Not only must you work harder than everyone else, but you have to learn to do what? Hmm. One of the hardest things to do is to deny oneself. We could do everything for everybody else. But if I say to you, give up meat for 30 days, give up Papa Do's and Popeyes and churches, and y'all don't think you hear what I'm saying to you. See, if you're going to be in the winner's circle, you have to know how to deny yourself. He says an athlete, listen, for the period of time that he's training, was a, so in this time, the athlete had to make an oath. And the oath was for 10 months, no meat, no sex, amen, and daily exercise. Ask you something. What will you deny yourself of this year to become great? What will you deny yourself of? Listen, it could be negativity. You got to say no more negativity in my life. I'm not, listen, listen, I'm not going there this year. Amen. We're not going to keep doing the same thing every day, all day, the same way and expect that we're going to win. We're not going to win if we don't deny ourselves. So therefore, you have to learn how to get you under what? Control. Now watch this. 
It's not hard to do because you have the Holy Spirit who gives you the fruit of what? Self-control. See, winning requires something. Listen, the goal of a winner determines, watch this, the goal of the person winning, it it is determined upon their lifestyle. You can't just live any kind of way and think you're going to win. You can't keep putting toxins in your mind. In your body, you can't keep on thinking negative and keep on speaking the way you speak and doubting and all this other stuff and think that you're going to win. You have to deny yourself. Listen, the greatest thing that the enemy has done, he beats us in our minds first. You get started, but you stop. I mean, you start and stop. Come on. Two months. And we're st- we were right back. We're right back because we won't deny what? Ourselves. And I'm talking to somebody here today. Amen. God is calling you to deny yourself. God is saying to you right now, it's not about you. It's about you saying no to everything that's not good in your life. Because the more you accept things the way they are, the more you will conform and shape your life to be what it is. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can't give up alcohol because you won't deny yourself. You can't stop smoking because you won't deny yourself. You won't stop cussing because you won't deny yourself. You can't be faithful to God because you want what you want from God with the wrong motives. Amen. And oftentimes we're saying, oh, the devil made me. No, it's you that made you do it. Because Paul says, listen. If you're going to get, listen, this, this is not for everybody. This is next level stuff right here. See, he's talking, let's picture it like this, right? You made the cut. Just picture it like this. Thousands of people want to sit where you're sitting right now. Just think about it like that, right? You are now in the winner's circle. I'm your coach. All right, let's, let's use that illustration for a minute. And I'm telling you while you sit in these seats today, that this is what it's going to take to win. Can I ask you a question? How many of you are going to do it? Couldn't hear you. How many of you are going to do it? How many believe you can do it? Come on, let me just, let me rephrase the question there. Right? Listen, you are already halfway to the finish line. Because you are on a winning team. Come on, somebody. And on this team, God is saying, this is the formula to win. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? What's the first thing you got to do? You got to work harder. What's the second thing? You have to learn to do what? Now watch this. Watch what he says next. He says he exercises self-control in what things? Oh, that's such a beautiful thing, right? So listen, whatever you do, you got you to gotta slow it down. You know, you got to say, hey, look, that's too much bread. 
I'm just saying, that's too many cakes. That's too much ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> that's too much secular music. Shut it off. Self-control. Deny yourself, right? But watch what he says next. He says, he says, now I want you to pay attention to the key word here. He says, they, hmm, he makes a distinction now. What's the distinction now? He does a contrast between the believer and the unbeliever. He says, they do it to receive what? They do it to receive a trophy. I was going to bring a trophy today. I forgot it. Let's just say this is the Super Bowl, right? Let me see. This is the Super Bowl trophy. Although they're getting money, right? They, they, they do it to receive this. Woo! They, you see them, they kiss it and all kinds of stuff, right? This is what they're working for. They're working for their what? For the trophy. Think about this, right? They go all season long denying themselves only to receive what? Yeah, but that's the wrong focus. It's big to them, but it's the wrong focus. Listen, he says they do it to receive something that's what? This right here is perishable. I don't want to break it, but, you know, if I were to kick it and all that kind of stuff, it's perishable. So, therefore, for us in the winner's circle, what we must do, give me the next point. Yes. 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 You have to set what? Spiritual goals. Listen, God, I want to pray better. I want to read better. I want to serve better. Listen, I want to show up on time. Amen. I want to live better. I want to set some spiritual goals, right, that sets me apart from everyone else. Because see this stuff, right? So look, so look, I'm setting the goal so I can get a new car. Okay, so you're working hard, you're serving. God knows your motive anyways, right? You get the new car, right? You get the new car, the new car is here, you're driving the car, and then guess what? Brand new car. Get an accident. Broke down. And everything that, this is how people get disappointed. Watch this. And that very thing they were working for, when it breaks, they think it's God. Because their God has failed them. See, the car God will fail you. Come on, somebody. The house God will fail you. Come on, somebody. The toys that you have, listen, after you get it, after I got my big iPad, I was like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, shoot, it's just another iPad. I like it though. <laughs> but guess what? I'm not putting all my See, I use it for the glory of God. See, here's the thing. If you're not setting spiritual goals this year, you're setting yourself up for failure. Write that down somewhere. Put it somewhere. Mash you something. What what type of spiritual goals do you have? Paul says, see, the crown you receive for winning an earthly race 
It's called corrupt. It's corruptible. While the crown you receive in heaven cannot go under deterioration. See, you're running for something. And that is to get to heaven. Hallelujah to his holy name. That is to get to a place where your relationship with God is in such a point where when you pray, God answers. Come on, somebody. That, that you begin to see transformation in your attitude, in your mind, in your heart, amen, in your life. You begin to see a change that, listen, that the world couldn't give you. See, the more stuff we run for, that's the stuff that corrupts us. See, they're running for money, but we're running for something different. He says, listen, he says they're doing it to receive a what? A perishable wreath. But look what he says right here at the end. He says, but we, notice the difference now? What race are you running? Are you running like the world or are you running like, like, like as you should? Watch this. Now, I don't want you to t- think that you're not supposed to have things. Next level. Winners, they got stuff. But the stuff doesn't make them. They make the stuff. See? You can live in a big mansion and still walk in and be humble. And be, be walk in humility. Listen, winners don't get, see, on stuff. Watch the last point, all right? Not only must you have, he says, but we do it for something that's what? Imperishable. And what's that last thing? See, you have to think what? What? You have to think eternal and not earthly. Have this mind which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Although he existed in the form of a man, he humbled himself to the point of death. Listen, can I ask you something? Do you think heavenly at all? Do you think about Christ? Is your mind just fixed on the things that are here? Or are you thinking eternal? See, in the winner's circle, and if you're going to run to win, at some point you got to think about your church. You got to think about your pastor. You got to think about the people around you. We're better together. Why? Because we're running the same race in the same direction, but we're not thinking earthly. We're thinking eternal. Listen to this. Listen to this. Eternal life is an imperishable new body. Christians must avoid anything that can jeopardize them from reaching their goal. An athlete focuses on the prize. And you and I have to focus on the prize. This year you got to become mature. This year you have to become better. This year, you have to keep your focus. In the Goodwill Games in Edmond, Canada, the Jamaican team was participating in a 24 by 100 meter relay. The third leg of the Jamaican team 
had a friend who was competing in another event nearby. While the sprinter was waiting for the baton, he looked up for a moment to try to catch his friend doing his event. The next moment, the guy ran into him, into the second leg of the race, and came to him with the baton. He ran into him, and he fell to the ground. The reason why the Jamaicans lost that race is because one of their teammates took their eyes, come on somebody, off the prize. The reason he lost the race because he lost focus. He wasn't focused on his race. He was focused on somebody else's race. See, if you're going to run to win and if you're going to be in the winning circle, you have to work harder than everybody else. Come on, somebody. What's the next thing you need to do? You have to what? Deny yourself. You have to think what? You have to, you have to set spiritual goals. And lastly, you have to think eternal and not just earthly. See, today, the world is full of distractions. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, I want to say this to you this morning. You want to win. but It's time for you to surrender. You have, all of us, a guy told me the other day, he said, all of us have an athlete in us. All of us have the capacity to win. The question is, do you want to win? Do you want to run in such a way this year that you will win no matter what?